Welcome to another edition of Chest Hair Friday. We are back from a brief summer vacation, ready to start delivering podcasts every Wednesday. And we start back with a little preview of Southern Makers. And our friend R.C. Hagens is out here with me. We are in the small grassy area next to the water. You may hear some boat noises. We are in the one-yard yard. The one-yard yard. So we've got Southern Makers coming up, R.C., Southern Makers. That is, this is like our anniversary, technically. I think this will be like our five-year anniversary. How lovely, because we met at Southern Makers 1. I think it was actually Southern Makers. Was it 2? It was before Southern Makers 2. Before Southern Makers 2. And we were, I think we were kind of friends at Southern Makers 2. So we'd like played footsie a little bit before Southern Makers, and then we really, yeah, Yeah, our relationship really got to begin then. I just feel, I didn't make it to the first one, I feel like a bum, (laughs) but this is number four for me. So we, and this will be, I guess, number three for me. I'm coming back after a brief hiatus. And we will be doing some live broadcasts on our Chest Hair Friday social media, some of Southern Makers' social media, a few other places. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You'll get to meet some of the artists, hear some of the musicians. If you can't be there, it's the next best thing. At least we hope it will be. RC will be helping out a little bit, as well as selling some art. And RC, you are an artist. Talk a little bit about your work. What, what kind of work do you do? What's your medium? What, can, what are you known for? So I guess I'm most known for cut paper and spray paint uh, stencil work. Uh, it's kind of a printmaking style method. Portraits are my thing. Uh, these days, my, my favorite sort of, I guess, go-to palette or mediums is uh, I like to use acrylic paint. I like to use spray paint. Uh, I like to use uh, opaque graffiti markers and uh, soft Prismacolor color pencils. That's my... That's my go-to. I use a lot of water these days, so my pieces kind of uh, sort of run to the bottom. And I've also been doing these pieces uh, lately. I call them cave paintings, and uh, it's I'm really inspired by uh, stalactites and stalagmites, especially when they happen in like subway places. Like you'll see in New York, you'll see a tiny little translucent, uh, fleshy-colored finger-type thing reaching down through a crack above you in the subway, and you'll be like, "Holy crap! That's a cave formation that's formed by water droplets." So I do these pieces that are thinking about uh, the caves that explorers might find in the in the future, and the weird and what type they might of look cave like formations. So I've been using a lot of uh, uh, these days. My color palette is metallics, black, white, and indigo. So I've been making these blue ones lately, uh, incorporating every color of blue paint you can think of: wood glue, school glue, gorilla glue, epoxy, enamel, and uh, shattered car glass is my new favorite. Thing to Shattered car glass. Shattered car glass. What is your? What do you have a name for that? Don't you? <clears throat> we call them street diamonds in the biz. What do you do with your street diamonds? Uh, I, I glue them to stuff, and sometimes I'll incorporate them into uh, into portraits. But they they end up being really beautiful, and they look like uh, they look like gemstones. And then the idea of like the car glass, like I could do the most beautiful portrait and incorporate these beautiful little diamond like structures. But when you say it's shattered car glass, it kind of has a bit of that like street. Yeah, it's it. got a little bit more grit than rolling. I mean, know. diamonds would be would be awesome. But I like things <laughs> I like things that kind of uh, flirt at fine art and high art and street art and you know low low brow carnival art. And so, have you ever heard of the book Motel of the Mysteries? I have not. Okay, we're gonna have to do. That sounds. This is. I'll, I'll edit this out. When you were talking about the subway... Bad and, Kids Book Club. Well, this could be Bad Kids Book Club. Actually, I, I would love to do Bad Kids Book Club with you. Uh, let's do it. Let's just... Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to edit this out. We're going to do Bad Kids Book Club. And the first book is The Motel of the Mysteries. The Motel of the Mysteries is by David McCauley, I think. 
He's also the guy that did The Way Things Work. Yeah, He's the yeah, one that does all yeah, the cool yeah. drawings. Mm-hmm. So this book is about a explorer who discovers a 1950s, 60s era motel 4,000 years in the future and excavates it. And it's like all the assumptions they make about what stuff is used for. When you were talking about the stalagmites so in the subway. Thinking right, it's your entire... That, yeah. Yes, it, when you said that, it was like, okay, there's a book that's... And it's like kind of a kid's book, but it's mm-hmm. real cheeky. Yeah. And like you'll you'll get a kick out of it. So we'll go ahead and we'll say uh, we'll give you all a month to f- acquire and read. What was it called again? Motel, Motel of the Mysteries. Mysteries. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll do Bad Kids Book Club. You got to push that. <clears throat> and when we're talking yeah. about bad kids, how did you uh, how did you get started? You know, in the early days, because now you you have a very you've blended a lot of fine art with the street art. Where where did you come first? Was it fine art or street art? I. Th- it was initially drawing in church to not get in trouble. Like, that's initially where it came from. And uh, it was, I think initially it was, I loved... Drawing uh, in church, like, on on the, the back in, of offering envelopes? Yeah, usually in offer. I think we talked about this in the first We one. might have, yeah. Yeah, that was that was my medium. Uh, uh, a pencil with no sharpener and no eraser in sight uh, on the back. I would, I would, at the beginning, grab as many pencils as I could from those little holes that they have them in because I knew that I was going to run out of pencils during the During, during the service. The service. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I got, I always loved side of the road, folk art, little attractions and weird, weird oddity type things. I would travel a lot with my dad and we'd always try to make it to whatever weekend art fair there was in whatever city we went to. You know, some of them really great. None of them as great as Southern Makers, but some of them like pretty terrible. But it's nice to, you know, it's nice to see that and take all that in. So I think that was kind of where I first got started. And then I became obsessed with the 1980s, like, New York culture when I was in high school. I had a, uh, I had an art teacher who turned me on to uh, Andy Warhol and Keith Haring and Jean-Michel Basquiat. I always liked making stuff with my hands, but I thought that art was something that kids who couldn't play sports did. And so I wasn't really allowed to be in that club. Uh, but then I just... You, you know, found an art that... I just started making stuff, and it was like people started calling it art, or not calling it art, but encouraging me in like, oh, this not just this is a good way for you to keep your hands busy and not get in trouble. It's it's legitimate creative expression. <laughs> yeah, and so that's where that's where it came from. And you uh, have talent for it, so I, keep working. I did on have it. a bit of a knack for it. Yeah, and but mostly just like. I j- it just became what I like doing. You meet a kid who finds a video game that that's all he can do, and that's kind of what happened with me. So your work is a lot of kind of street-inspired portraiture, and mm-hmm. you've recently done some collaborations with some photographers using their photography and then adding your embellishments with your street techniques. So what, what's that been all about? So a lot of my work is based on photography, my own photography, uh, photographers that I'm friends with, pe- images that have inspired me, people that inspire me, uh, I like a lot of turn-of-the-century photography, like uh, William Mortensen, uh, if you don't know him, he's one of my favorite visual artists. But one of my favorite guys these days is uh, is rock and roll photographer Danny Clinch, who I met my first shindig years ago. So I met met him there. Um, I was, uh, was I didn't know what to expect, and they were like, hey, paint this wall. So I just started painting the wall. And a couple hours later, the door that I'm painting on, you know, kind of bumps me and group of people come out and one of the guys goes hey that's a German camera that you're painting there that's a that's a Hasselblad and I looked up and I was like hey that's a German camera you got there that's a you know that's a Leica M4 and uh, we started talking about cameras and photography and turned out he uh, he was a photographer who I didn't recognize by face but I I knew the name and then uh, you know I didn't realize how familiar I was with his work like 
No, he, he's if you're in. So what? Yeah, music, if you're into music. Yeah, what, he has shot basically everyone. He shot. Yeah, he's shot everyone. Like every other month, he's like on the cover of Rolling Stone. He just put out a really great book a year or two ago. Um, he's working on a Pearl Jam documentary. Apparently, I think I can say he's he's been working on a. He's putting on uh, together a Blind Melon documentary that I'm really excited about. Blind should, Melon, way underrated. Great band. I've been I've been actually listening. I have to them too, a actually. Lately, Soup is just such a great record. No one liked it then. Um, but yeah, he shot every year of Bonnaroo, and uh, 2016 was the 15 year anniversary of Bonnaroo, and it was it was kind of cool because of the um, the kind of tagline was you know 15 years of magic, and so there's a little bit of kind of like cheesy magician like feel to some of the the, uh, the stuff. Silly, silly little stuff that they had done they do a lot of great stuff but they do a lot of silly stuff too and I was like I would like to kind of go in the you know the the alchemy magic direction where what's cool about you know kind of thinking about it in that way if anyone who's a photographer is an alchemist uh, I think Danny definitely is and, and real photography is interesting because you're literally capturing light you're capturing light on particles of silver and if it doesn't... I that's mean, extremely that's, yeah. alchemical. Alchemaic. Alchemaic. Let's go with alchemaic. That sounds better. Uh, but it's just it's just so cool. But yeah, uh, I they they wanted to give him uh, the walls, the entrance that they need to, you know, they decorate them. And they were like, hey, Danny, we should do something with your photography. And he said in that meeting, they were sitting there and uh, they were like, well, you know, it's Bonnaroo. You can't do framed photos. That would be kind of lame. And you can't uh, do like a vinyl wrap because that's just lame. It would be kind of cheesy and shiny. Yeah. And so like, it's like, what do you do? And someone said like street art. And he said, you know, my name kind of came to his head. And that, you know, was really encouraging because I felt like I'd been bugging him for three years. Every time I'd be in New York, I'd be like, hey, are you around? And he'd be like, no, I'm hanging out with fucking Eddie Eddie Vedder. Vedder yeah. bugging me, kid. I'm working on my Pearl Jam yeah. documentary. One time, uh, one time I called him, and uh, it was one of those where like I knew that it went straight to voicemail. Like he ended it, and I was like, "Oh man, I bugged him." Saw later uh, he'd been hanging out with President Obama that day, uh, so I was like, "All right, I got I got ignored for for uh, that's that's about as good a snub as you can I, get." I guess they, they wanted to do something with his work, and and we you know, worked for months getting it ready. And by the end of it, we had 60 pieces uh, or so, including um, large scale, like eight foot by 15 foot wide um, wheat pasted photographs. Uh, I had some some giant stenciled uh, portraits of, uh, I did Jeff Tweedy, Bob Dylan, um, James Brown, Questlove, Bruce Springsteen. I got to do a lot of work. What was the one with the guy on stage that you kind of put a halo on? The guy on uh, the Jay Z one is that, that Jay Z? That about? one is really the cool. Image where he's yeah, the, yeah. So I also embellished uh, a lot of the the photographs, and there's just one particular image of Jay Z, uh, and you know there's just a hundred thousand people in front of him. I think that was actually, I don't know if that was 2009. I went to Bonnaroo one time just as a as a, you know, a spectator. Guest. Yeah, and um, I think it was that year. But Danny was shooting from behind him, and so you see, you know, like Jigga Man's there with like his all the his, people, his yeah. hands in the air. And everybody in front of him is just going nuts, and you see a sea of people. It's an it's an awesome image. Um, so yeah, we did that, and we we knocked it out. We're waiting. We're like 13 months in, waiting on trying to get uh, a video, little something put together on it. Uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully there is we'll a Red Bull video that you were. There's in. a little yeah. There's a little Red Bull video. Those you guys give that are, cameo. Those it's, guys it's, are yeah. great. It, yeah, it was. It was, a, it it was, was very a good cool. One. Um, they just kind of. They're supposed to do. We'll uh, we'll put a link to that up when we run this podcast and some of the That's pictures. It. We'll do a little bit of a. 
carousel or something so that Sounds people good. can get a look at your yeah. work and all that. All the so they get an idea what this stuff. is. Yeah, all that social media hashtag, stuff hashtag, you, you got to be doing these days. What is Southern Makers? Describe it. I'll chime in. You do play-by-play. I'll do color. Okay. Sounds good. Well, so a lot of people see Southern Makers just kind of build as, hey, these people make awesome stuff and come come look at it. And that's, that's really great. But the way that I see it, and I like to see things through a little bit of an esoteric sort of lens... But uh, we were talking about books. I really like the this Pink guy. Floyd Prism. Pink Floyd Prism. Uh, I like this guy Orson Scott Card, and he wrote this uh, this book, the uh, tale. It's like a series, the Tales of Alvin Maker, and it's this. Uh, I think it's like an alternative, like past sort of parallel to our past. And uh, they in America, the maker is like the wizard type thing. Like uh, his 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 mind is able to kind of connect with the spirits. It's very like Native American sort of. But the maker, like his thing is he creates things, and his his enemy is sort of the nothing as well. And so I see it as like yeah, we we do meet and sell stuff, but it's one of those catalyst type places where brings a lot of creative people it's, together, it's a lot of these, energy. These people who kind of transcend just making things with their hands. It's not people who just make things with their hands. It's people who make things that have like a spirit and a life and are like made, not just And well who are some of the people that are featured this year? And I know you'll be there and, I'll and be there. it sounds like your booth is gonna be pretty amazing. Yeah, I gotta I'm still we're two weeks out at this point. Uh, I'm still knocking down the details but I have I have a a plan uh, Butch Anthony's work will be there. I don't think he'll be there this year. Uh, Garland Gudger's putting it on. Um, but, yeah, this year I'm not sure who all has answered the roll call. I'll be excited to see who's who's there, see some old friends, make some new friends. Yeah, it no, should Brent, be a great time. Brent, Brent Rosen will be there. I'll be there. In the house. We're uh, So, apparently, I've got a 15 by 15 square foot area inside the VIP tent where I can record... A studio show live and distribute it on the internet. So if somebody walks into the tent, we'll wave them on over. Come on, join the set. I think we're going to try to have a little band or at least a tiny band set up. I know we're going to have a bar set because there's going to be a good bit of drinking going on. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that we'll have a good group of the makers. I know Justin Hill, our, our mutual friend, who uh, makes the best honey in the world, he will yep. be there. Uh, Butch, you mentioned, may not be there in presence, but definitely his work. I think Billy Reed and Natalie Channon are back involved. They're, they're uh, definitely involved. I don't know if Billy's going to be there. I think I think Natalie will be there, but who knows? Come and, and find out. Yeah, come and find out or look on the internet because yeah, you could do that too. Find out. <laughs> we, we could do the same, but we don't do research for this podcast. Well, I'm just glad that we survived. <laughs> survived until now. Well, yeah, we made it this far. We made it this far. So we are, you know, Southern Makers has always been to me just one of the great getting people together, making things happen. It's neat that it's in Birmingham where there's a little bit more energy. We were in Birmingham for the Sloss Festival, and Birmingham was really the energy is unbelievable right now. People are fired up, they're excited. I think there's going to be a lot of people there. I think you're going to sell a lot of work. People are loving Birmingham. People are trying to act like Birmingham's a real city, and it's uh, it's getting to be. Well, I tell you what, you're you're Birmingham. Gonna... It's like a real city. New t-shirt. New t-shirt. You know, if I were uh, if I were still in the t-shirt business, I would have that. You know, going to uh, going to Birmingham with you're talking about doing a hundred. Sort of miniature, medium no, miniature, pieces. Yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure exactly what I'm what I'm bringing, but I'm I'm definitely going to bring the noise to this one. I talked about doing yeah a uh, hundred smaller pieces as part of my installation, but last year I went 16 feet tall. This year I'm going to try and go a little bit 
taller. I always want to bring, you know, my motto is my best piece is my next piece. So I'll be bringing the, bringing, you know, whatever. Oh, your best work, yeah. Yeah, whatever I've made between then and now and then that kind of fits, fits the vibe. I'd like to, I like getting in people's houses. I love to get on people's walls. I want people to collect art and hoard it like treasure. So many people buy art because the color in it might match the color in their, their couch, but that's just, you're buying more stuff that you're going to throw away with the couch. Like, I encourage yeah. people to, if they see a piece and they walk 10 steps away and they can't stop thinking about it, maybe they need to get it. If they see a piece and they're thinking about it a week later when they're laying in bed. Call the artist. You need to buy that piece. Don't buy something because it's the right color. Uh, and, and I will go on a quick little rant and I'll try not to get too into it. But You can uh, rant as long as you want. Well, too many people these days are buying uh, a genre of art which I call loosely landscape-inspired abstract expressionist nothing bullshit. And uh, if you see something that's just a couple of colors kind of splattered together and you're like hey this matches my couch they made it to match your couch and if it's not saying anything it's yeah it's definitely not going to offend anybody but it's not saying anything and uh i am more or less like waging war on all that stuff i want all the walls to say something i'm tired of walls that say nothing that wasn't even a real rant. Yeah. I have to tell you, I, I mean, you can't really disagree. And, you know, when you buy art from people, not the store, you really get to know them. You get to, you can, you're part of the process. It's, it's, I'm, I've been going to uh, Gamblers Anonymous meetings and being like, hey, you can't gamble anymore, but buying art from up and coming artists is like gambling. And we should uh, do, we're absolutely, during the live studio show of Southern Makers, going to do that as a PSA. But everyone needs to, and, and not just not just my work. I'm not just too anybody's work. work. Yeah, it's, there there are people who are making garbage stuff out there that are great self promoters, and if you buy from those people, you're encouraging self promotion. But if you find the people who may be a little bit more introverted who are making excellent work, you are encouraging and investing in excellent work and excellent people. You have started to do some more. I guess I don't want to finding a community, building a community. What what would you call bad kids? Bad kids started, it was just this sort of idea. I was always labeled a bad kid, but I felt like I always got stuff done and, you know, was nice to people. And, you know, the bad kids code of ethics is, is it's a three-step process and it's pretty easy. It covers pretty much any situation that you could come into, but it's uh, work your ass off, be friends with everybody, and if need be, destroy your enemies. And so... Does it sound a little bit like Fight Club? Uh, I mean, it, it is a little bit like that, I guess. You know, it's, it's, it's do whatever you got to do. But sort of like a force it. for good? Uh, just or at a, least a force for just, not uh, pure anarchy. So it's uh, it's a force in opposition of the nothing, and I think the nothing is advertising and people's Facebook feeds talking about <clears throat> whatever fucking clickbait article or political opinion they have, and it's <clears throat> it's gossip and it's it's worrying. Isn't everything much. gossip now? Everything is gossip. Everything is gossip. But, so, yeah, the, the nothing, if you've never seen the never-ending story, you know, it's like the, the nothing is like the, the enemy of, like, creativity and of the stories and of beauty. And so, so yeah, it's about, it's a, not breaking the rules, but it's about following your own path in spite of arbitrary rules is kind of the thing. And so I feel like, uh, like great photography is that way, and that's why I want to push the camera. Before you get into photography, let's just say that you have created, aside from the book club, which, as we said, recently announced, there is Bad Kids... There's Bad Kids Camera, camera club, club and Bad Kids Wrestling Club. And, so let's uh, start with the Camera Club. Okay, yeah, so the Camera Club, our next meeting, uh, 
will probably have happened by the time this comes out, but uh, August 1st, which is upcoming Tuesday, I believe, uh, it'll be our it'll be our third meeting. A lot of interest was people have been going crazy asking about it. Uh, it's mainly focusing on on film and alternative styles of photography that kind of break the rules of the norm. We'll have John Kahn there. I'll do a conversation. I don't know if we'll record it, but I'll do a conversation with John Kahn similar to this. Talking about his process and his weird cameras and such. Camera Club is a uh, is a very. It sounds like it's a really cool way to also just like meet people in Auburn Opelika interested in the same things that's, you know that you are and other people are and, and kind of building a little bit of a that's community. A, that's a big part of it. The uh, the Camera Club. We're everyone that comes. We want you to be involved in some sort of way. We don't you know. Everyone's welcome, but you have to have. You have to put in some sort of work, so we are encouraging it to be for uh, photographers and for models. We want them to uh, to connect and get together. Um, I I want to be a catalyst, not only like do my own thing, but I want to be able to two people who are close to each other, like in the same vicinity, but may not really connect. I I oftentimes like see these connections in my head that could happen, and you know, sometimes you bring people together, and it's like all of a sudden like this friendship and this. You know, work and this collaboration just explodes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of I know what exactly I'm what you mean. Do. Yeah, and that's a very cool thing to be doing now, because you have you have done a lot of work. You kind of know a little bit of the system. You've been to some of the things. When people and, come to me for stuff that I don't want to or can't do, a lot of times, and the best thing to do rather than say I don't want to do that or I can't do that, I never say I can't, but I don't want to do that. It's way better to say, Hey, this person would be perfect for that. And so, yeah, you. You find people like that. Absolutely. Thing. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I know that I will probably see you in Florence at the end of the month. Yeah, for, for the, the Billy Reed the Shindig. Shindig. I so think we'll probably be, be doing a little activity up there, too. That'll be great. Uh, that same week, uh, and it'll be the whole week, I think it starts on the 20th, we're doing an event called Concord South in Opelika. And I'll be having what is Concord South? So Concord South is, they're having, uh, it's, it's music, art, uh, food and I think it will eventually have a film element to it. I don't know that the film element will be there this year. My friend uh, George Hardy, who's apparently Caroline's childhood dentist, but also did uh, Trolls Two. Oh yeah, the worst movie ever. The best worst movie. Yeah, he's uh, he's also he's working on a new movie. I think it's called Cotton Jones or something. But they they filmed an 11 minute uh, sort of pitch or pilot of it more or less that they're pitching to get funding for the full movie. So we may possibly screen that. I may possibly have uh, a film from um, Bonnaroo last year, the collaboration with uh, Danny Clinch. If I can get that together, it'll be like five minutes, but we'll show that as well. But yeah, we're going to do an art show. I know that it's myself. Uh, I think Haley Gabrilavich may be involved. Ian Stewart's going to be involved, who's like you know, one of the world's best watercolor guys. He's amazing. Um, I'll be painting some murals. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a week-long thing. They're like, you know, three events per day all week. I don't know exactly what's awesome. going on. It's, that's it a should, big, it should that's be really big great. It's, it's, a, it's a big undertaking. Uh, they were initially going to get White that's Reaper. A, is that in September? So that is the same week of Shindig. Okay, so, so it's I'll the, be August 20th uh, to 27th, 27th or something. Yeah. When, the, when they're doing it. So I'll be there until like the 25th and then heading on up to Florence. Well, RC, I appreciate your time. It's been fun sitting out here in the it sun. Having a having a conversation and enjoying conversation. this beautiful beautiful setting, Indeed. and uh, we'll be in Alabama August twelfth and thirteenth. Well, I'll be in Alabama. You're always here, but in Birmingham August twelfth and thirteenth, kind of all day and working the ground. So hope to see you. There'll be a Chester Friday booth. RC will have a booth. 
Let me see if I can't get close to yours. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Um, come on, yeah. come on through. Say I'm what's ask. up. Uh, we'll we'll be there. Be happy to talk to you about art or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or the idea of magic or whatever Alchemy. other weird stuff you, you yeah. want to talk about. Um, it's a festival, y'all. Yeah. That's that's what they're for. Meet the artists, talk about weird stuff, buy things, support your local community, books, and we'll see cameras. And books, cameras. We'll see y'all out there. Fists. Thanks a lot. Fists. <laughs> <laughs>